to the Cake Sugar Coach podcast. Join me each week as I interview experts who will share the science of sugar, sugar addiction, and different approaches to recovery. We hope to empower you with the information and inspiration, insights, and strategies you need to break up with sugar and fall in love with healthy whole foods so you can prevent and reverse chronic disease, lose weight, boost your mood, and energy. Feel free to go to my website for details on my coaching programs and to access free resources, kicksugarcoach.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an interview today with Martha Carlin. I'm going to read her bio. Uh, Martha Carlin, I'll start by telling you how Martha Carlin got into her area of expertise, which is around the microbiome. And it's absolutely stunning what her and her company and team, you know, individuals from around the world have collaborated to, to really help us understand the microbiome and how to leverage and support the health of the microbiome for disease prevention and even reversal. This all started for Martha when her husband, John, was diagnosed with early onset Parkinson's disease in 2012, sorry, 2002. Obviously, she wasn't going to wait around for a cure, so she got busy and started to figure out, what. okay, what's going on with this? How can we get this sorted out? She began engaging with researchers and experts, and everything seemed to lead back to the microbiome and to the gut. And from there, and sometimes, you know, she, she talks about how the microbiome is, microbiome is like a second brain and discovered there's a whole universe there to discover and understand and leverage and uh, so she started to pull together these, these teams of experts around the world and said, let's figure this out together. They have driven access to the microbiome to fuel innovative health solutions. Her team has developed uh, ways to collect stool samples easily. They kind of were pioneers and uh, very innovative in that space. And then they went on with all of the research that they've done, thousands and thousands of samples and figuring this all out, have come out with some products that are absolutely cutting edge. Um, She calls this the BioFlex model. And one of her products, which is how I became really excited about Martha and her work, is one called Sugar Shift. And I'm just gonna read this. Uh, The Bio Collective, which is a research science-based organization, developed the first function-driven probiotic designed to alter the way the gut metabolizes sugar, which is really incredible because one of the things that can help us do is metabolize sugar differently, reduces sugar cravings, um, which is obviously extremely relevant to those of us that struggle with with sugar. So welcome, Martha. Thanks so much, Florence. That was um, a great introduction. I so appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And you've done a TED Talk. I forgot to mention that, that you've got a TED Talk. So people need to go check that out because they can even learn a bit more about you. So Martha, you're just on fire with what you're discovering in the science. You're getting so excited about some of the studies that you're doing around the microbiome. Do you want to, I know you just completed a study. Do you want to tell us what you discovered? Sure. So you know, as you said at the beginning, we, d- we designed a formula um, to alter how the gut metabolizes sugar. That formula actually was originally designed for my husband and his Parkinson's after I read some research that showed that the sugar alcohol mannitol could stop the aggregation of the proteins in, in, and pull them out of the brain. So we started to look at mannitol chemistry and um, 
came up with the concept of restoring function in the gut of bacteria that can convert glucose and fructose into mannitol, which is eliminated. Humans don't use it, um, but bacteria do. So, and it's also the most abundant um, sugar in nature. It manages osmotic stress and uh, re- it has reducing power, all kinds of the, the you know, biochemistry of that is really quite fascinating. And so we prototyped the product and started having people try it and, well, have my husband try it. And he had significant improvement in his Parkinson's symptoms and his UPDR scores. But we looked at um, the mechanism and how it was working with uh, glucose metabolism. And as it turns out, about 65% of people with Parkinson's, based on some studies, have some form of insulin resistance. And so as we started to get feedback from people about how it was improving um, their glucose measurements, uh, cravings, all of these things, we decided to do a clinical trial in diabetes, which uh, was an easier uh, approach to having concrete measurements than Parkinson's because Parkinson's, um, you know, there, there are most of the measurements for how you would do a clinical trial in, in Parkinson's are not based on, um, are not laboratory tests or anything like that. So, um, took us about two and a half years to get this set up. We actually did the trial in Cuba, which is where my chief scientific officer, uh, Raul Cano, was actually born in Cuba and came to the States when he was a teenager. Uh, but he, he had developed some relationships with scientists over there. So we were able to do a clinical trial at a significantly reduced cost to what we could have done here in the U.S. So it was 60 people. Um, we just completed that trial in June where we showed significant improvement in um, insulin sensitivity, um, reduced fasting blood glucose, postprandial blood, blood glucose, um, and uh, the actual the Cuban government has decided that they would like to work with us on a license to include it in their national di- diabetes treatment protocol. So that's how good the results were. Wow. Wow. And so what, what makes your, this probiotic so special and so effective? So, you know, if you think about most of the probiotics on the market, um, they're, they're of limited diversity. So there are about three major manufacturers of the strains of bacteria. And so if you go into a store and you look at the probiotic section, you know, there are literally hundreds of products, but most of those will be pretty close to each other um, because they're all coming from those same three manufacturers and only about 12 different strains of bacteria. So little diversity. So what we did with our computational model and our understanding of this uh, sugar chemistry uh, was to take strains of bacteria that can do this conversion of glucose and fructose, which we know um, has so many factors in the body um, in terms of, you know, blocking mineral uptake. Uh, 
impacting glycosylation and and uh, you know what's happening to the HbA1c where you're getting you know sugar molecules on your blood um, and so we we took that chemistry and and looked at making a team is the easiest way to say it so we use our computational model to see how that team will play together so it's like you know putting together the Lakers, Instead of, say, uh, you know, the Nuggets, <laughs> you know, you want a team that really works well together, is passing the ball, is making the baskets and doing what you want it to do. And so our computational model allows us to look at kind of each of the characteristics of the strains we put in the formula and then how they work together as a team. And so some of those dynamics you see in fermented foods, because those are teams of microorganisms um, that are working together to support each other over the long haul. And so what's so different about our formula is we've built a team that works and is sustainable in your gut doing this chemistry for about 12 hours. So, you know, people take it twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening. So you have this continuous conversion of, of uh, glucose and fructose. And in that process, it's also, you know, it makes a lot of enzymes um, helping to make uh, vitamins as well. So you're getting improved B vitamin production, you're getting improved butyrate production, which helps your um, gut lining. It supports better mitochondrial health and energy production. Um, so it's it's just the dynamics of a working system that works well together as opposed to just, you know, throwing a few bugs together in a bottle and saying, oh, this should be great. Got it. I mean, it, it's when I hear about your product and the research you're doing and how innovative and effective it is, it's almost like the magic pill. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know it's not. You still need to eat healthy. We still need to sleep and exercise and get fresh air and be connected. Like, I get it. But it is as close to a magic pill that, that I can almost imagine in terms of like people looking for truly effective supplements that can help turn the damage that we've done over way over consuming refined carbohydrates for so many decades now. So, and how did you discover what bug, like, where did you get, where do you get these bacteria from? And how did you even begin to start to pull these 12? How many different strains have you got in this team? So the team is eight strains. Um, Three of those strains are proprietary to us, and we isolated them. Actually, we we over a, I would say a five year bio prospecting period of time, um, we isolated strains from fermented foods, or you know we would go out and collect fruit in the wild, ferment the fruit, and then take out the community and isolate the different strains and look at their genetics, trying to, to identify bacteria with the specific genetics that we felt were going to be good players in the team. And so that's how we found our three strains. We have another proprietary strain that came from an advisor who basically, who was a fermentation chemist who helped me with this, you know, looking at the mannitol chemistry. Um, and that strain of bacteria is called Lactobacillus reuteri. Um, it's starting to gain a lot of attention. You don't 
see it in a lot of probiotics today, but um, Dr. William Davis, who's the wheat belly and doctor, he's, he started to really build some momentum on this strain because uh, the research is showing, and he's actually doing some of his own research, that this uh, lactobacillus roideri can increase the production of oxytocin. And oxytocin sits at kind of the top of the hierarchy of the hormone cascade. And that's obviously your feel-good, happy hormone. Um, so there are a lot of additional benefits uh, with that Reuteri strain. And it is also one of the mannitol producers. We have several mannitol producers in it. Um, then um, we have a... a soil-based organism called Bacillus subtilis that has a lot of research behind it uh, from a company called Deerland. Um, and so we, you know, we were looking for specific characteristics and, and they had this strain that had a lot of research behind it. That's also a particularly interesting organism because um, as I like to say on my website, it sings. <laughs> so it makes, uh, it makes a frequency or a, you know, a, vibration sound uh, that actually interferes with pathogenic bacteria. Um, so, you know, microbes are just um, so fascinating and amazing to me. Um, it also has two strains of bifidobacteria and bifidobacteria. Uh, so we have a bifidolongum and a bifidobifidum. And um, what we have seen in the Parkinson's research and a number of other um, research studies is as a global population, but particularly in the Western world, we've lost a lot of our bifidobacteria. Our babies don't have the bifidobacteria that um, indigenous peoples have. Um, and these bifidobacteria, if you if you understand how um, bacteria work, um, there's something called a phylum. And within a phylum, so, you know, actinobacteria, proteobacteria, uh, bacteroides, formicutes, within a, a phylum, the different species within that phylum compete with each other or outcompete each other uh, better than they do across other phylum. And um, bifidobacteria actually have happened to be one of the more beneficial bacteria in, in the actinobacteria phylum. And a lot of pathogens are actually in that phylum. So if you lose this protective bifidobacteria, um, you lose that sort of defensive player. So that's your, you know, your really good defense guy on the Lakers. It's gobsmacking. It's so fascinating. So I have a bazillion questions. I actually don't know a ton about the microbiome. I know enough to know there's millions of bacteria that it's, it's a whole other sort of part of us. That's this unknown new frontier. So forgive me. Some of my questions are like really beginnerish. So how many, how many different strains of bacteria do we know live in the gut? Like, do we know that, or is that still being researched? You know, there's ongoing research in the area. Um, most of the published research is between, say, 300 and 1,000 uh, different organisms. I think, um, you know, if you were to go look as the, the research has expanded, what they find in 
indigenous populations that are not exposed to the toxins and things that we're exposed to, they have much greater diversity than we do. You know, our long-term exposure to antibiotics and, you know, people people think about antibiotics as, you know, I took it for an ear infection or whatever. What what most people don't realize is that foods in the grocery store have lots of antibiotics, which is, um, you know, say you you like to have hummus when you go get prepackaged hummus. Well, that's kind of like a Petri dish. So they put um, anti-enzymatic or antibiotic things on top of it so that it won't grow bacteria while it's sitting on the shelf in the grocery store. So there are a lot of different chemicals used in the food industry to stop the growth of pathogens. Um, The other thing you get in these, you know, in the food supply is, you know, say for an apple, they want to stop an apple from browning. So they, they, uh, they use chemicals that stop that apple from browning, but that's also what causes the breakdown of food. So all of these things can interrupt your microbiome and interrupt your ability to digest food and access those nutrients. Incredible. So there's anywhere from 300 to a thousand, let's say is our early, our early understanding. So when you put eight back in, what does that do to the other ones? Is there any indication that there might be throwing other things at a, at a, creating other different imbalances? Is there any risk of that? I mean, of course, there's always a risk when you start messing around with something. But um, what we did um, in the early stages, you know, before we brought it to market was, uh, you know, have people provide us a fecal sample at the beginning, take the product for 30 or 60 days, a fecal sample at the end and see how it was changing their microbiome. And in the case of my husband, who says, you know, I'm I'm Martha's lab rat number one, (laughs) in a loving way, because I'm trying to help him. But we took uh, over 120 fecal samples of his over time um, with, and in that process, we're able to see that with this product, it did shift that microbiome space of all the organisms that were in there. And it knocked out some of the pathogens uh, that had been associated with Parkinson's. We did a very small trial of um, six people with IBD, and we showed that over um, a 30-day period, we were also able to knock out some of the uh, species that are associated with IBD. So I think the working nature of the system and the fact that it is altering carbohydrate metabolism, because probably one of the biggest drivers of what's going on in the gut is carbohydrate metabolism. And it just so happens that a number of pathogenic bacteria really love glucose and fructose. Right. That's exactly my understanding is that, that we're eating all this, this sugar and refined carbohydrates and it's, it's feeding the pathogenic bacteria that become like the bullies. And then these are the ones that do not create life enhancing, friendly sort of byproducts. And it seems, and then that the, the good bacteria becomes smaller or they get knocked out and that imbalance happens. And my understanding is that the healthy bacteria is the ones that we consider 
um, friendly bacteria are ones like I always thought we got our B vitamins from vegetables. It was through you that I learned. You're like, oh yeah, no, sort of Florence. Actually, it's the bacteria that create our B vitamins. And if we don't have enough of the healthy bacteria that create our B vitamins, we can be B vitamin deficient and, you know, be eating leafy green salads every day. That's so true. And the, the same is actually true of the, the plants that we eat and the animals that we eat. If the animals and, and, you know, there's quite a bit of use of antibiotics in the animal uh, agriculture industry, while there is a movement to reduce that, those also change the animal microbiome. So, you know, as you think about how we feed on that food chain, the plant microbiome affects the nutrient uptake into the plant and whether it has the appropriate minerals and nutrients in the plant for us to take up. And the same thing with the animal. So it's just this interconnected cascade. And I tell people all the time, everything is connected. Everything is connected. Yes, yes. Yeah, because there's people who have B12 deficiency and say, I and I green juice. But do you have the bacteria? Do you have you damaged your gut and have we rebuilt it? And and have you rebuilt it with probiotics that have the research and the and the synergies that you know, you know, your company is is figuring out. What else can geek out us more? Like, tell us more about the amazing, wonderful world of the microbiome. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I could talk for days about the microbiome. Um, you know, I uh, recently we've been looking at different um, diet, how different diets impact. Um, so I, I actually did a ketogenic diet for seven months and lost um, 25 pounds. So I'm waiting for some data back so I can compare, um, you know, what my microbiome looked like before and what it looks like now. Do I still have bifidobacteria? Do, you know, how has that been impacted? Um, I did a, I'll say a little biohacker thing. Um, it was about four years ago where, um, everybody's talking fiber, fiber, fiber. Um, so I started taking this homemade fiber cocktail that had seven different fibers in it. And I did that for about seven months while I was measuring my microbiome. And what I found in that data was there was this organism um, called eubacteria that went from being about 2% of my microbiome to 37%. And I, you know, diversity is really key. And I thought, this is not good. So um, you know, I think fiber is important, but I think we can also have an overemphasis on fiber and not really understand we can also overfeed some stuff in the microbiome. So, so balance is important. Um, you know, the other thing I uh, learned in the process of, you know, just working with the formulation and production is you know, the, the prebiotic craze. So a lot of people will take inulin and I do know, you know, people who have SIBO or, or, you know, FODMAP issues can't take something like a, a, a inulin. Uh, but I found that a lot of manufacturers are actually, it's not a hundred percent inulin. So it may have uh, a little bit of glucose, fructose, or sucrose in mixed in with the inulin. So, you know, if, if you, you know, it's, 90% inulin, but it may have these other sugars. So if you have this sensitivity, 
and you know the the people making the product don't know that um, you may be getting something you didn't realize you were getting. Interesting. And I understand that um, bacteria can also help us detoxify our bodies, that they help make serotonin, they help make melatonin even. Is that correct? That is correct. So, and in fact, one of our particular strains of bacteria um, that that we isolated from uh, wild fruit in Colorado um, has the ability to detoxify the herbicide glyphosate. So if anyone doesn't understand what that is, that's uh, Roundup is what you see it in the consumer product, but glyphosate or or organophosphates are a class of herbicide that is widely used in agriculture. There's one called Fosmet that's used in orchards, Um, the, you know, Roundup or the glyphosate products um, from Monsanto and a number of other companies who come on after that patent expired, uh, make those. And that product um, specifically targets and kills um, good bacteria, but does not kill bad bacteria. Well, we actually have a strain uh, in our formula that we found that was resistant to glyphosate and could break it all the way down to um, CO2, phosphate, and water so that you can eliminate it. Well, a lot of the bacteria in your gut don't have those capabilities to break it all the way down. And so they will break it down to something called AMPA. And AMPA is even more toxic to the brain. So you want to get it all the way broken down. So, um, you know, that our sugar shift formula has that as well as a number of our other um, formulas that we make. and. You mentioned melatonin. Yes, bacteria make melatonin. Most people don't realize that. Uh, I like to tell people bacteria can make just about anything you want. Um, if you just go into Google and say bacterial production of whatever it is you're looking for, you'll be amazed at you know what these little guys and girls can make. Um, but they make melatonin. And so we make a a sleep product, we're currently sold out of it, but uh, called Simple Slumber, um, that helps restore bacterial melatonin production with the strains that are in that formula. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's so incredible because it's like we're, we're figuring out what bacteria create these chemicals that are literally pharmaceutical, right? Like we could take melatonin in a pill form, or we can figure out how to rebuild this microbiome and be strategic and you know, do, do work with the the research to bring in the bacteria that will help us create B vitamins and help us create melatonin and serotonin and oxytocin. And I mean, it just seems wild. It is pretty crazy. I have one of my favorite books is a is a skinny little book called The Life Bridge, and it's uh, I think the subtitle is The Way to uh, Longevity with Probiotic Nutrients, and it actually goes through, um, it's it's by, uh, I think they're all three doctors that wrote it, um, talking about uh, yeast and bacteria. So brewer's yeast is also, you know, if you see the product nutritional yeast or, um, you know, these organisms make these nutrients and they make them, so they take inorganic minerals and make them highly bioavailable in the body. 
So if you just go get a USP nutrient in a bottle, say you get a, a mineral like selenium, um, it's not very absorbable or usable by the body. But if it is a, a form of selenium that's been produced by the bacteria or, you know, transformed, it's something like 200 times more bioavailable in the body. And so this tiny little book sort of goes through the dynamics of how that works and all these different, you know, whether it's CoQ10 or the B vitamins or, you know, minerals, bioavailability, the management of iron and copper homeostasis, all of these, you know, complex things that are going on that, you know, these probiotic organisms can do. And then it outlines um, all the not all, but it ha it has a pretty exhaustive list of fermented foods from around the world and what the different species of um, bacteria or yeasts have been um, identified in there. I'm going to sneeze. Oh. <laughs> I guess I told myself and then I stopped. Yeah. Uh, unsatisfying. Nothing better than a good sneeze. Yes. <laughs> so... Let's go get one thing. I'm going to just before I forget, I do not want to end this interview without letting you know that I would love to connect you with Dr. Richard Johnson. Do you know him? I do not know him. Oh, Martha, I think you guys are going to geek out and really have some fun and powerful conversation. He's been studying fructose. He recently published a book called Nature Wants Us to Be Fat, and it's all about how it is specifically fructose or fructose, as some people say, that's given us the grief around the obesity uh, epidemic. And it's it, it, the fructose is made by the body. It is not just ingested. It's not just coming in from high fructose corn syrup. It's made in the body, um, in the gut and in the brain. And so it's ingested, it's, it's manufactured. And I think that your product helping get that fructose broken down into malitol and shunt it out of the body will be a tool that he'll be so, so excited about. So I will make a personal introduction to the two of you. I just didn't want to forget to mention that. Back to the topic of yeast. So many of us have candida issues and have spent years trying to do like the... Um, the protocol that comes out of the UK with, oh, Dr. Natasha McBride, where you do bone broth and nothing but meat for two years. Right. And you hope to God that maybe it's gone away. Is, is there any research that you've got about how we can use bacteria to, to settle down, you know, systemic candida issues? So we, we haven't done any uh, research on that. Um, what I can do, I, I'll do a little digging to see, um, it is interesting because I've I've read some about uh, yeast and the use of mannitol, um, and it's used in yeast for some kind of stress management. But I I haven't looked at it specifically with candida. I I have had people tell me they thought it helped um, in their in their process because you're you know getting rid of the glucose and fructose. But I'd have to do a little bit more um, digging on that candida connection. Yeah. You know what, Martha, when, when you have the bandwidth and you're, you're doing incredible work already, but put it on the radar. Cause there's a lot of people that struggle with it. Any immune issue issues, right? Like anybody who's sick will all often have flare ups. And then people have been on far too many antibiotics. I'm one of them. 
Like I, I struggle with candida and uh, I, I mean, I can mostly keep it in check because I eat well, but it's exhausting. <laughs> like I can just, I can go half a banana. Boom. I can feel it on my tongue. Like it's just sitting there. It's just, so I'd love to. Well, I, I was actually, I have a good friend whose mother has um, like early cognitive impairment. And she sent me her fecal sample yesterday to look at that, uh, you know, had run on doctor's data. And I looked at it and you know, it looked pretty good, except for um, it had, you know, yeast candida and propionic acid. And, you know, I sent her a few notes and was like, okay, this, first of all, propionic acid can be causing sort of a brain on fire. That's uh, one of the things associated with autism is high levels of propionic acid. That's also back to the bread they preserve the bread with this uh, calcium propionate, which, you know, then again, creates this whole. And so there must be some mechanism in that with yeast as well. Mm, Fascinating. Um, Talk to us a little bit about the microbiome and obesity. Like we've all heard about the studies where there's skinny mice and and fat mice and the skinny mice, you know, had bacteria removed and put into the fat mice and the fat mice got thin. Is that true? Like, talk to us a bit about that. Well, it is true um, from a, from the research perspective, but if you, if you think about it, um, microbes make us crave what they want to eat. So if you are taking the microbiome out of a skinny mouse and putting it into the fat mouse, and they've been fed different foods, the microbes that are in there are going to make that mouse, you know, look for the foods that it wants to preserve that. So while I think, you know, there's, it's very interesting whether a fecal transplant could actually help someone with obesity, you know, but at the end of the day, if, if you continue to eat the kinds of foods, you know, the high fructose corn syrup, the you know, herbicide laden foods that are going to destroy your microbiome over time, you're going to end back, end up, end back, end up back where you were. So while I think these interventions and the scientific research is fascinating at the end of the day, and I think you do a fantastic job of teaching people this, it comes back to what you're putting in your body and what you're feeding your microbes. So you are what you eat, but you are also what your microbes eat. Right. And the kind of microbes in there that we've, we've, we've uh, been able to rebuild because probably who doesn't have a messed up gut? Like it's not one way. It's another that it's, I'm sure that it's pulled us from our optimal ideal um, community down there. Um, In terms of that, line of thinking. I can imagine as much as this is almost like the most amazing silver bullet that the the research that you pull together, the products that you're pulling together for us, very powerful, very effective. But at the same time, I don't want, you know, neither of us want to have somebody listening to this going, oh, great, I can keep eating junk and I'll just take Martha's, Martha's pills and everything will be good. I mean, it's, it's, it talk to us about that a bit. And I, I really try not to tell people, okay, you know, you can use this as a, as a crutch because, you know, it's not, I mean, that's not the way to get healthy. 
And I don't believe, you know, if you continue to put that kind of pressure, um, even a magic bullet isn't going to hold a system that is constantly being bombarded with all of these things um, in place. I mean, it really is. uh, I think it's a tool to help people take better control of what they're putting in their bodies by stopping the cravings, by, you know, altering that metabolism so they don't want it as much. I mean, in our clinical trial, one of the interesting, I mean, we, we can't put this in the publication because it's anecdotal uh, data from the participants, but they said um, that they they weren't hungry. Um, so, you know, their desire to constantly be eating um, was dampened down. Incredible. Dr. Johnson is going to be so excited about this. Um, How do we know for sure? Uh, We've all heard that our microbiome can sort of through the vagus nerve or some sort of mystery process tells us, hey, can you go get some bread? I'd like some bread. Like, how do we know it's the microbiome that has that kind of impact on our food choices? Well, I mean, there's there's just tons of research coming out on that all the time but some of the early pine the earliest pioneer um in that was uh i think he was at uh texas i can't remember texas tech i think he's at iowa state now his name was mark light l-y-t-e and he uh was a pioneer of the field of microbial endocrinology um showing how microbes make hormones basically um and then how that makes a loop to the brain. And then his work was picked up and he started to collaborate with the two brain scientists from the University College Cork in Ireland, Dr. Um, John Cryan and Ted Dynan. And they have a book called Psychobiotic Revolution that is a very accessible book for the non-scientist that explains how, you know, microbes and the metabolites they make impact your brain and your brain chemistry impacts your microbes. So for example, if you're under stress, oxidative stress, um, nutritional stress, any of these stressors, then create a biochemistry from your brain and body that also triggers um, through that chemical process in your gut will then trigger the microbiome to make certain things. And you can get this loop going where you know, uh, your, your own stress is feeding a certain microbiome profile. And then that is increasing your own stress, which is, you know, just around and around the merry go round we go. Incredible. Incredible. That reminds me that I I can see what you're saying is, Hey, look, we still need to eat healthy. We need to, to stop the assault, start, stop the things that imbalance, feed the bad bacteria, the bad yeast, or, you know, at least make them out of, out of, homeostatic ranges and we need to come in with some therapeutic interventions some supplementation to sort of help rebalance that body and to strengthen the ones that help us make healthy hormones and b vitamins and detoxify our bodies and serotonin melatonin etc and reduce some of the digestive distress that that, that we experience like ibs etc and that that process can start 
the virtuous cycle, right? Where things get better and better. And then you've got a bit more energy and then you're sleeping a bit a little better and then you're exercising a bit more. And, and then you, you, you actually don't have cravings for sugar anymore. And then you're eating better, which, right? And it's this virtuous cycle. But every single day that we're eating these processed junk foods, feeding the bad gut bacteria that are craving and crying out for more, manipulating our food choices, making us feel sick and bad and tired and we, don't, and we stop exercising. It's this vicious cycle. Like we are heading in the wrong direction every day. And, and I, what's really great about the innovative um, work that your company is doing is that you're coming in with a targeted intervention that helps us get on that virtuous cycle quicker, get better traction, start to feel better quicker, the cravings drop. It's so amazing. You know what I would love to do? I don't know if you would be willing to share your screen and show us the different products. Like when I interviewed you two years ago, you just had Sugar Shift that was taking the world by storm and my list loved it and they had rave reviews about it. But you've got even more um, products coming out. Would you mind telling us a little bit about them? Sure. I would love to do that. Now I just almost lost myself there for a second. <laughs> And I want people to see how many tabs I always have. Oh, totally. <laughs> we all do. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, Sugar Ship was the original project product I made for my husband, John. Um, and then from that, these were our first two additional products we brought on. Ideal Immunity has some of the base organisms. So, it has that glyphosate degrader. It has um, uh, a specific... Uh, strain of bacteria that we isolated from a healthy human gut uh, called lactobacillus ruminus that has just we call it you know superhuman powers of uh, the ability to fight foodborne pathogens so you know food poisoning or if you're going on foreign travel that kind of stuff uh, it's very effective against um, listeria salmonella and e coli and you know what's so interesting about that too is uh, one of the researchers at the University College Cork in Ireland that I spoke with a, a, a number of years ago told me that people who had food poisoning actually had something like a twenty five percent increase in a significant health event over people who did not have food poisoning. So you know that's one. Uh, you know I, we say kind of keep an eye on your gut from the, uh, protect yourself from the pathogens. The heart center product was designed to support cardiovascular health, improve production of nitric oxide and um, um, the metabolic process of Im improved circulation. Um, that, sounds and that sounds amazing. Like what, what makes that one different than the others? And like, how do you, how do, how do bacteria help us improve our, our circulation? Well, I mean, they can produce nitri nitric oxide, which oh. is a vasodilator. So, okay. um, so that's you know part okay. of one of the primary mechanisms. Um, yep. And also, they can uh, bacteria in the formula can eat up um, something called lipopolysaccharide from pathogenic bacteria, so they can reduce that inflammatory load that you have. So. Um, that can also um, help with the inflammation and cardiovascular. Um, we developed and brought out last December um, for just a limited time to see if people were interested in it, this antibiotic antidote. So for people, you know, who've had a course of antibiotics or have had longer exposure to antibiotics, um, 
And we used our model for that because there was some research about three, three maybe four years ago from uh, Weizmann Lab in Israel, where they were looking at a mixture of micro of probiotics that were taken after an antibiotic treatment that actually made things worse. And yes, so- I saw that. Yes, I saw that research. Freaked me so, out. Yeah. So we we um, looked at that. We looked at that formula and ran it through our computational model, and we said, "Ah, well, of course, that's not going to help you restore your gut because it the the mixture of organisms and how they work together would make the pH so acidic that it would really limit what you could populate your gut with." So we made a formula that modulated pH and allowed for the restoration, you know, and I just have some anecdotal stories, um, you know, one from a friend of mine's mother who had um, had to have emergency and she's in her eighties. She had to have emergency appendectomy and ended up getting sepsis in the hospital and having, you know, IV antibiotics for a month and her gut was just not working and um she was talking to the doctor and they were like oh it's fine it's fine <laughs> you know she was not able to go to the bathroom very often and she started taking it and i, I think she's written a review on my site but um you know it really within uh, i think a week's time kind of turned around her gut and she was feeling much better and then we just released um a limited run of simple slumber i think it was in may um, we're sold out of it, but it's in production again right now, and we should have it back in I, probably about four or five weeks. Um, I'm waiting on the final delivery date, but that's the product that um, restores uh, tryptophan and and uh, bacterial melatonin to help support sleep, and we get some great feedback on that. Uh, the perfect piece is not out yet. That that'll be a mood supporting. So that a, a formula to support GABA production in your gut. And then um, this little ditty over here, Yield and Shield. Um, you know, as we talked about, everything's connected. We have another company that is focused on um, cleaning up the environment and helping to support better plant health, better nutritional uptake. And we have a product called Yield and Shield, which is a plant and soil probiotic. And so we made um, that available to the home gardener um, to use in their backyard or, you know, to spray around the sidewalk if their neighbor comes over and sprays glyphosate. Right, right. Oh, right. right. Oh, so cool. Right. Because it could break down that glyphosate. Exactly. So that, I mean, really goes back to, you know, you said at the beginning, I got into this um, because uh, my husband was diagnosed with Parkinson's at age 44. That was in 2002. He was, at the time he was a marathon runner. He ate a lot of those goo packets and, um, you know, a a lot of what's in those is high fructose corn syrup. um, And that's made from corn that's got glyphosate on it. He also was drinking a lot of protein shakes, soy protein shakes, and those also have a lot of glyphosate on them. Um, you know, and so in the back of my head, in my early research, I really started looking at, um, the corn and the soy and how we were growing it and what we were putting on it and how that might've been implicated. So almost from the very beginning I had in the back of my head, how can I solve this problem? Because it's a 
you know, it's a, it's a global problem. Really is, really is. And I want to share a couple of my, my own anecdotal stories. So I tried sugar shift, absolutely brilliant. Now I didn't have a lot of sugar cravings because I don't eat it. I (laughs) took me years to get unhooked, but I did it, but I did notice that my gut worked better. I was more regular. Maybe that's TMI, but I have since, you know, had clients, um, take your products, rave about them. And recently I had someone rave about the sleep slumber that she's like, I've tried everything to sleep better. Now, was it a miracle? Did it solve everything? And I'm, you know, 10 hours, perfect Zen. No, but it's a significant improvement and it's getting better. And so, yeah, there's no doubt about the the, the kind of reviews that um, I'm hearing, even, you know, as a coach in my own practice. So, Well, this was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise and for creating these products for us and for making time to share, you know, your story and your work with us. Is there any final words or anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up today? Well, first, I just want to thank you for everything you're doing to educate people about the dangers of sugar and how to transform their lives, because it's so, so important. Um, And then I would just like to reiterate everything is connected you you are you are what you eat you are what your microbes eat and the food that you put in your body is also you know made of the microbes that are connected to the plants the soil the animals so we're all connected in this web by these microorganisms so they're For the most part, our friends, if we treat them well, uh, they will treat us well and fill us with um, nutrients, vitamins, hormones, all the things we need to be healthy. (laughs) Thank you again. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. Thanks for tuning in this week. If you would like more interviews, more information, and more inspiration on how to break up with sugar, go to my YouTube channel, Kick Sugar Coach or my website, kicksugarcoach.com. See you next week.